Hello? Hello? Is this it, thing on? I hope so. I sure hope it is. <laughs> this feels more unnatural now that we have to do it a second time. <laughs> yeah. We love technical difficulties. Um, Hello, DeAndre. Welcome back. Welcome back, indeed. It's another warm, uh, sunny day here in the Bay Area in California. You love to see it. Uh, today, we're going to cool down the temperature a bit from our last couple spicy episodes and bring it actually back to a soft boil this time around. Yeah, we're not going to be as spicy this time. Uh, hate to disappoint the lovely fans who, you know, <laughs> love to get a little hot and bothered with this heat. <laughs> um, but today's episode is inspired by my fucked up al Instagram algorithm. Um, so to kind of like kick us off. Me and my honey bunches of oats send each other Instagram videos. Well, more like we spam each other's Instagram DMs with videos. Um, and it got to the point where we're just on the weirdest sides of Instagram now, like no other. Um, but there's one particular video that I, I watched and I thought it was funny. Uh, fucked up my algorithm in ways that now I'm just like, hmm, I think this would be a great episode for the Soft Boiled Podcast. And just a great conversation to have with DeAndre. Um, so take a moment, grab a snack, grab some water, uh, turn up the volume if you're driving. Make sure you're driving responsibly. Especially because, you, Teddy. Yeah, especially you, Teddy. Um, because today we're going to be talking about gender roles and relationships and the stereotypes that may or may not fall into it. Tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right. All right. Just for future, future, just for preference, uh, I when you said Honey Bunches of Oats, I thought that the actual brand of cereal, Honey Bunches of Oats, was messing up your algorithm, and it threw me for a loop for a bit, and then you elaborated more, and I understood <laughs> yeah no definitely not uh, sometimes i just call my partner honey bunches but it's like because it's a cereal you know you can't just say honey bunches without saying of oats yeah i thought so, you were constipated yep <laughs> so <laughs> i just call it my honey bunches of oats um but yeah so like i said you know we send videos back and forth but there's this one particular video that he sent me about this girl stating like and I'm pretty sure it was like a podcast because she was like with a headphone, headphones and mic. Um, but she was over here talking about like, you know, women will let these dudes fuck raw without condoms, you know, be sucking on dick raw. But the moment that man asks him, asks her for like a sandwich or something to eat or to, you know, to like take care of him in any type of way, women have problems with it. And so it's kind of like this bigger picture and this bigger idea of like, why do women like to be seen as these like sexy objects? But then when it comes time to like fulfilling like quote unquote girlfriend duties or responsibilities, um, they, they choose not to. Um, and so for me, like I said, it fucked up my algorithm. Cause now all I see on my Instagram explore page is a bunch of women talking about how they don't do shit for their men or their mans or whatever. Um, and that they're too independent to be doing all that shit. And I thought, what other way to talk about this conversation than with DeAndre, who is um, happily taken um, and also probably has a lot more of an open mind than I think a lot of other guys do when it, when it comes to relationships. Um, but yeah, like DeAndre, I just I want to kind of like 
just, you know, shoot the shit with you about what gender roles you feel like you play in or your girlfriend plays in, like what you're okay with girlfriends doing versus not doing, um, something you might want to work on or improve on, and then other things that you really just don't care for but are happy about it anyway. Um, so yeah, I guess my first question for you is, you know, as a man, as a hetero man in, in, in your relationship, uh, specifically like a, a hetero black man in your relationship, what gender roles do you feel like you fall into? Uh, I kind of don't feel like I fall really into any specific gender roles, at least not at the top of my head, so to speak. Um, like, for example, I know a lot of a lot of people and I and we've, we've we've talked about this before, whereas a lot of guys will look for women or look to their woman or their lady for uh let's say for the for like you said to make them a sandwich or to cook for them and things of that nature well yes that that's well and good and everything again as i've stated uh men should be able to cook and clean and stuff on their own and yeah. for me personally that's that's i i do that you know i yeah. uh like just this past uh this past sunday me and my me and my lady we we had to go out to San Francisco and we went to Oracle Park and worked volunteered at the at the Dead and Company show out in San Francisco. Their last concert ever it was a great time. Uh, and that morning, uh, before we headed out for the day, I I cooked her breakfast. You know, mm-hmm. we made breakfast for the two of us. Uh, I know uh, a, there's a lot of guys who just won't you know lift a finger for their lady, but like I I enjoy genuinely enjoy you know, helping, uh, like cook, helping her cook, whatever she needs. Uh, I know she would cook for me all the time. If I had asked for it, uh, I would cook for her. If I, I would cook for her more if I had, you know, like a chef's mind or anything, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I helped, uh, help her clean around her apartment when she got moved in. I helped her move out of her apartment, move into her new one, things of that nature, like things that a lot of, People, a lot of guys would regulate as quote unquote women's work. And I hate using that term. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I like to do like, I also, I, I enjoy uh, a mani petty. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I like to feel, I like my body to feel well kept. I keep my nails clean, even though they are long. I like to keep my nails trimmed. I, I like to feel like my body isn't uh dirty if that makes sense yeah you know i've only got one of these so i you know i do my best to take care of it and she's gotten she's helped me out with getting you know certain uh fragrances from like bath and body works or uh helping me get certain shampoos oh she's putting you on getting me certain shampoos that'll help my you know hair and scalp all that kind of stuff certain Mm -hmm. lotions that'll help me keep my face clear all these kinds of things you know again products and things that will help my body uh improve in ways i couldn't even imagine i'm sure a lot of guys hear that and are like wow what a you know what an f word if you know the word that rhymes maggot (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but you know i like to i like to feel like i'm taking care of myself Mm -hmm. no definitely and you know something that also pops up on my algorithm are like the Andrew Tate videos. Like I said, I'm on a really fucked up part of Instagram right now. 
I'm trying to figure out how to change my algorithm by liking Animal Crossing things, uh, crochet things. I'm trying my hardest, y'all. Okay. <laughs> but he does it to me and then I have to do it back. So we just, it's a, it's a never ending thing. Um, but, you know, so I end up on the Andrew Tate world of all the men who just fucking hate women. And, like, I hear them talking and I'm just like, how much do y'all really just hate yourselves that y'all literally can't even do something as simple as, like, just, like, keeping up with their hygiene or, you know, like you were saying, you know, like, going to get, like, a mani-pedi. Like, I'm sorry that you can't upkeep yourself and then a woman doesn't want to upkeep you. So now you just hate women. But, like, get the fuck over it. Like, move the fuck forward. You know what I mean? If you would give a damn about yourself... Maybe these bitches would give a damn about you. Mm-hmm. But no, we end up with people like Andrew Tate. We end up with people like fucking Trump. We end up with these fucking womanizers and these fucking just hateful, disgusting men. And it's not even about like, you know, because people are making it like political on Instagram. It's it's not about that shit, you know? It's just about like the fact that this fucking never-ending patriarchy just refuses to die or refuses to fucking retire and now it's it's gotten to the extreme and for women because i hear it a lot of times now too about how women also hate men and you know like <laughs> i'm kind of on board with with most of it with most of the shit that they say because you know as a woman especially a petite woman like it's fucking scary being out in society especially being out by myself um and i think about it and i'm you know some of the videos were talking about how like you know, I'm too independent or I'm, I'm too much of a boss bitch to to make my man like food. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm not woman enough because I'm like, I know I'm a boss bitch. Like, I'm, I'm pretty independent. I'm hyper independent. We've had a whole fucking episode about it. Absolutely. And, you know, if if my honey bunches were to be like, I'm hungry and I was doing something, I kind of, and this is the way that I love too. So, you know, we're kind of also kind of be talking about love languages, I guess, as we throw it in there. Um, but if you were to be like, I'm hungry and I'm doing something, I kind of drop what I'm doing to be like, all right, let's go get food. Like, do you want to go like grab stuff to make or do you want to go out to eat? Like, what is it? And we kind of been doing this thing where like we we're trying to decide something and he wants me to get what I want because he wants to make me happy and he wants me to be happy. But then I want him to pick what he wants because it makes me happy that he's happy. And, it, it, you know, we just kind of like bump heads when it comes to that. It's really like we're just trying to make each other happy. So we both want each other to pick. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I see so much of the opposite right now on social media. And I'm just like what is happening like do men just suck that much that women are like that extreme now or did i just get fucked in this really disgusting part of the instagram world yeah it kind of goes back to that conversation that we had earlier about or a few episodes back about social media and how it can warp uh people's minds and people's perceptions about what a relationship is and what a relationship should be all that kinds of things and yeah. i i seriously think a lot of people take take that stuff to heart like these yeah. are these are personalities you see on the internet. I'm sure mo- nine out of ten of these people don't believe anything that they're saying. They're just doing it for clicks and views and clout, and it catches on. And you know, everyone loves to feel included in things nowadays. That's why I think conspiracy theories have taken off so much in the last like five or six years. Everyone has this need to feel included in things, yeah. and I'm sure 
uh, they hear these opinions spouted on the internet, regardless of whether or not they believe them or not, but they, you hear it enough times and then you start to brainwash yourself into believing, oh, a woman should be subservient to a man or, oh, I shouldn't be making my man food, uh, if he wants me to, cause I, I am my own woman and all that kind of stuff. And then all the, like you said, this hate train, this perpetual hate train just keeps going and going and it'll be never ending from either end. Yeah. And, you know, I think for me, like the, the roles that I feel like I fit. So when I'm just like casually dating people, I am for sure hyper independent. And like, I don't, I'll, I'll tell people let's split a meal. Um, I've dated people who I paid for everything for. And mind you, like, not like we were boyfriend and girlfriend dating. Like we just kind of like went on dates longer term but i was never their girlfriend type shit mm -hmm. um and i would pay for shit because the way that i see it is i just felt like you couldn't throw shit in my face if it this didn't work out right you know like you couldn't say you spoiled me you couldn't say that you gave me everything or that i wasn't appreciative or whatever fucking shit that men do because a lot of people like to make their exes feel you know look stupid or look crazy or look like they were doing too much or they didn't do enough yeah so you know i think for me it was just more of like i don't want people to throw it in my face or make it seem like they can just talk bad about me um and then i notice when i'm in relationships i'm very this is when i realize how sub i am like <laughs> <laughs> Like, when I'm in love with someone, I'm such a fucking sub. It's disgusting. Because it's like, I just want... Like, I, I feel like I have so much love to give. So I'm like, I just want you to have everything you want in life. And let me do that for you. Tell me what you want and I'll make it happen, you know? Um, but then sometimes it makes me feel so unfeminine to to be like that. And... Yeah, so I recently, as I was thinking about this topic, watching these videos, like, I feel like I'm just such in this, like, tug of war because, you know, part of me is like, nah, like, I can handle myself, you know, like, just the ghetto in me is like, fuck everybody, like, fuck these men, you know, like, you got yourself, sis. And then the, like, big hearted, lovable person that I am is like, no, Yesenia, you want to be in love and you want to be married and be a cute little housewife, make sure everything is like clean and have the house ready for him when he comes home from work and have dinner ready and raise his kids. And it's so annoying to be stuck in the middle. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. If there's someone out there that makes hella money and needs a trophy wife and wants Mexican food for dinner and wants a clean house, let me know. Hit your girl up because if you can pay my tuition, we're good. Uh, I did kind of want to ask you uh, about uh, like how you were saying you were going on casual dates with people. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you feel about men paying versus you paying versus splitting that kind of thing? Because I know that, that's something that gets talked about ad nauseum with people is the man should always pay on the first date and uh, he should always pay on every date or he's not worth your time sis and oh it also depends on the 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 fanciness or the michelin star restaurant you guys go to oh uh, he don't love you because you guys went out for ice cream on your first date all this kind of i'm like oh my god no no wonder uh men are choosing to be single because of these unrealistic standards that people are setting for us you know what i mean it's like if i'm not taking you to goddamn chef ramsey's hell's kitchen on the first date then it's like 
like, well, you're, you're start. You're not even starting at the at the starting line at that point. Like, I hate that shit. Yeah, I feel like. Okay, so depending on the situation, because I've had I've I've been on dates where I had offered to pay, and you know they say no, 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 I got it. But I think something I always do is I offer to pay, or you know. You know, I'll, I'll say something like, oh, if you want, like, I can cover drinks if you want to cover the meals. Or, you know, is there any way that I can help you pay? I like to offer that on any date that I go on, whether it's the first date or the 10th date. Because I don't want people to assume that I'm, like, being ungrateful for, like, people paying for me. But also, I know not everyone has money, you know? Like, you're going on a date and you want to impress a girl, but you might be a little stuck on money. And that's okay if you picked a bigger and more extravagant date than you were anticipating. I want to give someone the option to be like, yeah, that would be really cool of you. Or like, yeah, I don't mind, you know, whatever it might be, just because you never know what people's situations are. And I know I've taken someone out on a first date when I didn't really have all that much money. And I just really wanted to spend time with them and I really wanted to just be with them. And we were talking on the phone a lot. We were like texting and FaceTiming. So when we finally got to that first date, it was like, oh, like I don't have too much money, but I'm going to make this work. Um, and, you know, it, he was just like, how about I pay for dinner and then you pay for dessert? And I was like, actually, that, you know, that sounds great. Um, and I told him about that later on because we ended up dating for a few months. Um, and I told him about that later on. He was like, what? Like, why don't you just let me pay? I was like, well, you did end up paying, but like that wasn't the plan. Um, so I think it just really just depends, but I've been on dates with guys who have been like completely insulted that I even offered. And that tells me everything I need to know about a man. Like, don't feel insulted mm-hmm. rather than just being like, no, like you, you know, like it's, I'm, I'm happy to pay for this. You know what I mean? Right. I think there's a very big difference when someone is like forcibly like like i'm the man i'm paying for this versus like nah baby girl like i got this you know what i mean yeah um i and like i said i i dated somebody for months that i I literally paid for fucking everything for the both of us and that shit kind of sucked um because he wasn't really trying to do anything to better his life anyways like he was working dead-end jobs not even making money and then spending it on stupid shit um and so like right now with my person you know, typically he pays for like when we go out to eat and stuff, but I've been trying to be sneaky about pulling my card out first. Or if he pays for like the food, I'll pay for what dessert, drinks or whatever else we have. Um, or I try to like buy him his favorite snacks to have on deck here so he doesn't have to bring them. Um, but, it, you know, for me, I think it's more about just being able to do my part and pull my weight because I hate feeling like I owe people shit. No, yeah, I <clears throat> I feel you. Uh, I think that is kind of like one one role that I sort of I think I may I kind of force myself into at least on like first dates. I I I I think on every first date I've ever been on, I am always the one that uh, has paid. And yeah, I would you know the or the girl I would be with, she would say you know oh is there you know can I can I you know split it with you or can I pay for this or pay for that and I'm you know I and I pull the thing no 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 I got it you know pull the card mm-hmm. out all that kind of thing regardless of whether it be like hot pot or I remember one time I took this girl out to Korean barbecue uh, and that cost me a pretty penny I was like I want you to help me but no I got this <laughs> you know I'm over here hurting my pride for the sake of this trying to work out or anything like that. 
Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, uh, but once uh, I get into uh the relationship, then it's it's kind of it can be a little bit more flexible after that, you know, whether I pay for dates or she pays or you know we split or uh we're kind of I'm kind of in this thing now where like she'll pay for some stuff and then I'll pay for some stuff. Like if she's short on cash because I know she's struggling or if I'm struggling and short on cash, I'll be like, hey, can you, you know cover cover my in and out or something or you know or yeah so we like to go to bag of crab a lot <clears throat> and we usually will like alternate on who pays at bag of crab uh, mm-hmm. i know last time she paid so that means my 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 time's coming up next time we go so i'm, I'm getting ready for that mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but yeah i think that's like one trap i sort of i sort of uh lead myself into mostly mostly on first dates though anything past that uh then i i am like all right, let's let's maybe let's maybe not have me pay the whole thing at a time. Then that's when you know if they offer, I'll pay for drinks or pay for this or that. Then I'll let them do that. But the first date, I'm usually like, nah, that that that's all me, because I'm usually sure I got this. Because I'm because I'm usually uh, the one who ends up asking, and that's also another thing I kind of want to get into. Also, is the asking out on dates or asking to be in relationships it usually almost always falls on the guy because you know I. We guys have heard this since the dawn of time that you know girls like confidence they like initiative they like when a guy takes charge they know they like when a guy knows what he wants and oh and he wants me of course i'm gonna let him have me some some things along those lines i'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah. obviously but uh you know how do you feel about uh uh it's like a guy's responsibility to take charge in the relationship Mo- and that and that starts with asking to be in a relationship like do you like it when a guy asks i'm sure i'm sure most girls do or if you like a guy enough will you just be like yeah fuck it, i'm tired i'm tired of waiting for him i'm gonna do it my i'm gonna take it upon myself and ask uh yeah i for sure fall into that stereotype of like i want him to ask me <laughs> um and i think that just because like i fall in love pretty quickly and i fall i fall hard fast and you know it's definitely a character flaw but I don't do anything half-assed, especially when it comes to love. Like, I love I love the love that I give to people, even if I don't get it in return. Um, but because I know that my feelings are developed a little quicker and faster than theirs, um, I usually wait for them to do it. Um, so I prefer to be asked than asking. However, mm-hmm. I, like this, like, past two years that I've been, like, kind of single... Um, no, has it been two years? What year are we in? 2023, 2022. Okay, 20, like this year and a half that I've been single. Um, wow, I don't know why it feels way longer since my breakup, but like since being single, I have taken more initiative to like if I meet somebody on Hinge, then be like, hey, let's go out for a drink, or like I would, I would propose the first date, right? Um, Actually, in my in my recent relationship, uh, I was the one to give the first kiss. Um, he said he wasn't going to kiss me on the first date unless I kissed him. And mm-hmm. he just wanted to respect my, like, boundaries and wanted to make sure that I was, like, okay and, you know, consented to the whole thing. Um, and I remember, <laughs> I remember when we kissed, like, a firework went off in the city. And it was a good opportunity to to make the joke kissing me is like fireworks <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know it was like 
I made the first move. Um, So a lot of times those types of things, I'll make the first move. But I want to be asked. Mm -hmm. There's something that makes me melt inside being asked. See, uh, I I could agree with you on that. If I was ever asked, you know what I mean? Like, I, as a guy, I like to be wooed. I like to be courted also. For the love of God, where is the love to guys in that aspect? Man, like, you don't think, you ever stop to think that a guy maybe, you know, like, oh, uh, I'm too shy to ask. Maybe she'll ask me. And then it's like, yeah, then, then you guys play this whole ring around the rosy game of will she, won't she, will he, won't he, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then nothing ever gets done, and then both people end up moving on, and then there's the animosity there, and then that question lingers for, and then that just gets in a whole separate, uh, bullshit down the road. But yeah, I I like to be asked sometimes, you know, not saying it ever happened, but at this point it can't it can't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm kind of in this situation right now where like, because I'm moving back home um honey bunch has moved home and it's it's a further distance and you know he doesn't have his own place anymore i'm not gonna have my own place anymore um so like alone time is just, is really like far and few between and then he's going back to school so that's another thing um but we had this whole conversation because for me i'm like well i don't want to like keep talking to someone who's gonna be out here like fucking around with these other bitches yeah. you know not to say he is but it's like obviously that comes into my mind right and this is where i start to fall in that like that middle ground of like fuck you you're not trying to make me your girlfriend like i'm done with you and then like no yesenia like not everything needs to happen so quickly um because you know he was he was straight up he was like why would we start a relationship if we're going to be doing long distance and i know that makes sense and at the same time i'm like if you really liked me you would make me your girlfriend (laughs) yeah like you so, would you would make it work. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit of both, but it's also like I don't want to stress. I don't want him to stress. And I've also never really been in the situation before, so it's like it could be just a new adventure of just getting to know somebody still, learning to love them. Um and you know, like I'm I'm going to be moving out on my own again, hopefully in January once a little money is saved. Um so, you know, we'll pick back up or whatever. But like point is is I don't want to ask him because he's kind of already made it clear that he doesn't want to put a label on it if we're moving. But then I'm like, so if you're not going to ask me, does that mean I have to ask you? And I was like, maybe that's what he wants. But then it's like, no, Yesenia, he literally told you what he wanted. Yeah. And being in relationships is just fucking ghetto. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I sort of like a side sidebar um to the convo at hand uh i uh depending on the distance i mean a long distance relationship could could absolutely work for you too uh i don't know if you or or him have any experience in that realm but uh i do uh and it yeah it does take work um or it does take work time and effort but uh if you two are you know into each other like that you you will find ways to make it work at, like absolutely you know yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't i'm not here to be like your relationship therapist or whatever or psych they're not giving me like a psych evaluation or whatever but like yeah you will you you guys will find a way to make it work but i mean if w- both parties have to commit 
<laughs> you yep. know, if, if, if you're all in and he's not, then that's like, you know, that's, you don't even consider it at that point, you know? Yeah. Just do your own things until, you know, situation can be improved. Yeah. And, you know, I, it makes me wonder, you know, in terms of like the, the gender stereotypes and the gender roles of like how many times we see, and this is not my situation, but it, it, it sparks the bigger conversation for it of like, you know, girls are at home being loyal and faithful while guys are out there kind of being dogs in the street. And the moment like a woman is like, oh, if you're going to be out there doing that stuff, I am too. She's a hoe. She's a slut. Like, you know, she's a thought, whatever. Lingo is fucking current. I can't keep up. I'm too old for that shit now. Um, my favorite one will always be she a bop. Like she a bopper. You a know? bop. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in so long. <sighs> the real OGs now. Um, so, it, you know, then, you know, it's like such a fucking double standard right. when women decide to do it. Um, but it's like why can't women do it like why can't anybody do it if if someone's out there like still talking and dating other people while y'all are supposed to be a thing why can't you just go out and do it and Mm -hmm. i hear people in the comments and see people in the comments being like oh just break up with them then or just stop talking to them then maybe you gotta give people a taste of your own medicine like i believe in karma but i also feel like sometimes being the bigger person doesn't do you any good outside of being the bigger person and it doesn't make you a smaller person for giving people a taste of their own medicine. In my unprofessional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I there's no easy way to segue into this, but uh, how I know, like, and usually when it comes to things like sex, I know we're going to bring up the temperature a little bit, uh, but not too much. Uh, when it comes to things like sex, whether it be in relationships or hookups or not, I know uh, it's generally like the stereotype that the men's pleasure gets prior- prioritized. I shouldn't even say men; it's the boys' pleasure at this point. Because let's face it, if 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 he's only getting off and you're not helping your lady get off or your partner get off, then what kind of sexual partner are you? So I know uh, generally, like the man's pleasure usually gets prioritized. Uh, in a lot of situ in a lot of situations uh over the woman's and i I very much hate that like I know I've talked before about I've always wanted to make sure my partner was having fun, make sure they're enjoying themselves um but you hear so many stories of like oh yeah uh, like the dude gets his nut off and then he just bounces mm-hmm. you know and that just like that just like makes my blood boil <laughs> you know I hate that shit so fucking much, yeah, I feel like. So I don't really have too much experience with casual hookups. I didn't start really doing it till recently. Um, And from my experience, I think I've dealt with that more in my relationships than anything else where like guys just didn't, or at least the guy that I dated, like didn't give a fuck, like if I got off or not. Um, And I think nowadays that's probably more accurate from what I've seen, but on the very few occasions that I did like casually hook up with people, um, they just wanted to do more intimate things than I was ready for because there's just certain like sexual acts that are very like sacred and intimate to me. And I don't just let anybody do that. Like I want 
I I need too much intimacy to get off. So right. a lot of the times I'm I'm not going anywhere because, you know, like there's just no intimacy, like it's a hookup and like I need more, but I don't know you enough to to do the more yet. Mm-hmm. So it it sucks because I kind of go into it knowing like it's it's going to be fun, but it's not as best of a time for me. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, like it's a dime a dozen for guys, you know, like they fucking literally nut all the damn time. <laughs> um, and for for, you know, a lot of other women, like our orgasms are sacred. <laughs> like it takes a lot and that's totally fine. Um, it just makes me more picky with like who I do it with. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, while we're sort of staying in the same realm, uh, that also kind of brings up the not necessarily topic of cheating, but uh, I guess that emotional side that you were saying, like if you the more emotional connect emotionally connected you are to a person, the more you're willing to you know give up more of yourself and more of your body to them for your mm-hmm. pleasure. Uh, and that sort of brings up the next point of. Uh, you know, sort of, I guess, that emotional connection uh, or that emotional side that both partners have towards each other and maintaining that throughout the relationship because, yeah, uh, there are points uh, where sometimes your emotional needs uh, aren't being met. And obviously, mm-hmm. if, that's a, if that's a repeated thing that's happening, and I know a lot of people, you know, they get depressed, they get into this funk, uh, and eventually, uh, and I see this happen with, plenty of people plenty of couples you know one of the partners the one who's usually uh, emotionally deprived will you know go off and cheat and mm-hmm. they'll usually blame it on well i wasn't getting satisfied or i wasn't feeling like you cared about me whatever the reason may be you know if you're if you're not getting what you want in this current situation you will go and seek that somewhere else so i think uh it's uh this isn't even like a general, it's just a role for both people to make sure that their partners are, that their uh, mental, their partner's mental well-being is great. And that's why I love, I love my girlfriend for that. Cause she will, uh, she'll, you know, like she'll ask me just randomly, yeah, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if she's not, and if I ask her and if the, if the answer is anything, but, uh, but yeah, then I'm like prying like, Hey, what's wrong? You know, tell me what's going on all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I'll do my best to make, to make the situation better as best as I can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I never want to, you know, I, I want to make sure like kind of goes back to that old saying, you know, make sure my people are good. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think, when it comes to that idea of like people stepping out of their relationship and, you know, being unfaithful and um, cheating, it definitely happens from both sides. And I think even then, like stereotypically, if you were to talk about like cheating partners and relationships, most people probably thought of men first. Mm -hmm. Um, But it happens to both sides. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of times women get away with it more. Um, You know, and I know we're just talking about hetero couples. I obviously, don't know what it's like to be in a homosexual couple um, outside of like the one that I've been in. And then technically I was in another one, but yeah, that doesn't count as a homosexual couple anymore. I guess I don't really know the terminology of how I would categorize a past person who no longer is that person. But anyways, um, so it's, it's coming from a straight point of view, right? 
um, even though I'm not straight. But point is, um, I feel like women get away with it a lot more often um, than men do. And I think it's because um, when it comes to, like, men, I think they... It goes back to, like, the way we communicate. So, like, men communicate through actions. And so when they show you, like, they love you, they when they, you know, want to be intimate with you, a lot of it is done with actions, not so much as words. Versus women, you know, a lot of it's done through words, not so much actions. So for, like, a man cheating, you can notice based on actions. Um, and I feel like because men don't communicate the way women communicate women oftentimes get away with cheating. They're, a- they're able to hide it better, I should say. Right. Because um, eventually the truth comes out, whether it's a day from now, 10 years from now, like it comes out. Um, and I think a lot of that is just because women know how to talk the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like we do that with each other and friend groups and like catty friends groups and like, in all these other situations where we have to be fake, essentially. So we could probably fake it if we're fucking literally fucking somebody else. Um, and I think with women, when it comes to cheating, I, I always get surprised when I hear it's just like a physical thing and there's not an emotional attachment. And I think for me, why that stereotype comes in is because, you know, men are supposed to be the physical partner of the two right yeah um when men cheat they cheat physically but when women cheat they cheat emotionally right and you hear all that shit like on the like social media of you know when a woman emotionally leaves you like she's done type shit yeah um i just yeah i just sometimes i just feel like it's when things are emotionally happening with a partner and somebody else that's like Oh, he, I think for me, it's it's a bigger red flag than like physically because um, you're kind of giving your love to somebody else. And don't get me wrong. I have been cheated on by my boyfriends, literally all but one. Uh, shout out to the one. Um, they have all fucked some other girl and I left them for it. Um, so not to say it hurts any worse than them giving their attention to some other bitch. But, you know, at the same time, it hurt worse when I would see like my boyfriends telling these other girls how beautiful they are and they can't wait to see them and spend time with them because I just wasn't getting that anymore. I did have one boyfriend who would like fuck hella people and he would cheat on me like physically, never emotionally, but physically. And at some point I just, I I think the first time it happened, I was taken back by it. The second time I felt really stupid. And then after that time, I was like, whatever, like, go fuck who you want, just wear protection. Um, and I kind of had my own motives behind that relationship too. So, um, yeah, I think when it comes to cheating at any point, like, just don't cheat, like, break up with them, have that conversation with them, stop being a fucking coward, um, set your boundaries. And for people who get cheated on, you know, like, literally from personal experience, not everyone is like that. <laughs> You know, not every single person out there is going to do you harm that way. And I have met some really great guys who, like, straight up can just be honest and be like, hey, it just this isn't working out and I don't want this to go badly. Um, and how much more I appreciated that. And that's hard for men, too, to just be that vulnerable to be like, I'm about to break your heart, but I don't want to break it in these other ways. Yeah, I think it's better to 
be open and honest with them than to break their heart and their trust and whatever else comes to mind. But like, yeah, I get that once that, like you said, once that uh, emotional connection is gone, then that's that's like that's just the ultimate game over. No more lives at that point. Yeah, um, that actually reminds me of another, I guess, like gender role, how women are supposed to be the emotional ones and men are supposed to be like this statue breadwinning body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't really know how else, <laughs> how else to describe it. Um, but it, it makes me think about like all the, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, men just getting mental health checks too, because men's mental health matters just as much as women's and anybody else in the world. Um, but men suffer silently a lot more often than women do. Um, and so in relationships, you know, a lot of the times, especially now as a therapist, like I have a lot of wives in talking about how they're cooking and cleaning and raising the kids and their husbands are absent. Right. Mm -hmm. But every so often I get the husband, you know, of, of these other people. Uh, and they're just like, you know, I I feel like my wife is just fed up with me and I don't know how to rekindle the, the flame. Um, and just the amount of vulnerability it takes to just name that. To see a therapist, first of all. Um, but then just to, like, name that. Because you're acknowledging that something in your marriage isn't working. Something in your relationship is gone. And your wife is probably f fucking fed up with you because she's doing a million things throughout the day. And the last thing she's going to want to do is have you all up on her you know um and i feel like like that's like a big sign for me especially like as i kind of hear this stuff in therapy because i'm like fuck like i don't want to end up like this whoever i end up with is like i'm working all day raising kids and then i don't want to touch my husband at the end of the day or I'm, i don't want to hear his voice like that's so fucking sad yeah um, from the men's yeah. point of view uh like yeah that emotional or that that having someone to talk to is is actually like very important and yeah men have gotten super uh better about you know talking to their friends or like you said even going to you know see a therapist um to talk about their problems and stuff because yeah the um, uh men most men don't have that emotional outlet to you know, get things off their chest or even get their, get things off their chest in a, in a super positive way. And a lot of men don't even know where to start or where to look for those types of things. But I'm glad that, uh, mental health from both men and women has taken a step towards that right direction because, uh, I mean, let's be real. Like it's, it's only, it can only, uh, positive things, good things happen when mm -hmm. we just start talking like literally just start talking about things that are on our minds uh because lord knows like you said those things get bottled up and internalized and you know people get depressed they make irrational decisions things like that uh oh i i did have a point and as i was talking i just remembered it uh i wanted to it was a point about your uh you saying women get away with cheating a lot more um mm -hmm. not even speaking on it from an emotional side but more just like a broader standpoint uh at least from a guy's perspective uh this is how a lot of guys uh see uh or this is why a lot of guys rationalize 
staying with a woman uh, after they cheat. And it's because just purely based off of how guys operate, we know that especially as we get older, as men get older, our options get far more limited in terms of choosing a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a woman, and it's, and I know this kind of sounds maybe like misogynistic or whatever, but uh, at least in our eyes, as a woman, uh, you have endless choices and endless possibilities for who you can choose or who you want as a partner. Now, granted, uh, you know, that's just from like a just walk into a random bar and just say, uh, I'm free. I'm free to fuck whoever tonight and watch the whole bar turn their head and, you know, raise their hand and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But obviously mm-hmm. choosing a partner goes beyond that. But the options are far more greater for a woman to choose a partner than it is for a man. So a man will kind of like kind of internal, not internalize, but rationalize in their head, staying with that one person, even even though they hurt them and brought them to their lowest point, they will rationalize mm-hmm. in their head. Like, I don't, I, I'm sort of like stuck because I need this companionship. I need a partner and I'm 30 something or 40 something. And if I lose her, then, uh, you know, I'm, that's probably it at that point. Yep. Yeah. I mean, me, I was just talking about this the other day with him, with my dude too. And we were talking about how, like, I think I, cause every once in a while I'd be like, oh, you're like out with your other bitches or whatever. Right. Just like giving him hella shit. Uh-huh. Um, and he'll be like, I have no bitches, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he gets annoyed with me. And then we talk about it. He's like, you know, I bet you anything right now you could easily get like 10 dudes to fuck you by the end of today. And I maybe can get one. And I was like, that's not true. Cause I think, I think he's hella fine. Um, he's good looking. But then I think about it and I'm like, mm, no, actually, that's that is true. Because for women, it's it's a, at least a, a lot of the times it's it's a lot easier for us to. um, How do I even say it? To inquire about services. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, no, I get and, you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, I don't mean to to be rude here but yeah like act up see what happens but also don't act up please because i want to be with you yeah because <laughs> like because like those kind of uh because those kind of like even going back to the general rules or for bringing it back to the subject uh like let's take it on a let's take it with the uh, dating apps for example uh you know like guys usually always have to make the first move uh yeah. guys have to put in all the legwork of uh steering the conversations keeping up good conversations that kind of thing not saying that women can't do the same thing but it's generally uh you know on the guy to initiate like the good mornings or the good nights or or how are yous that kind of thing um and yeah like if if uh kind of like how your how your man said like yeah i bet you could walk into any any old joe schmo bar or whatever and get get X amount of dudes numbers and probably take, you know, however many you want home or to your hotel or, you know, back alley or whatever have you. And then walk back in there and do the same thing, rinse and repeat all night to your heart's content. Whereas a Mm -hmm. guy literally has like, you know, maybe like one or two chances at trying to, trying to score or pick up someone Mm -hmm. who they think is attractive. Uh, And, and one, one misstep, 
you know, you you're maybe your jokes don't land or, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're just not feeling you're not feeling yourself that night. And, you know, next thing you know, it's like, oh, you know, the well, the well dries up for a guy. You know what I mean? Okay. So it kind of it's the odds are not in our favor at the end of the day. No, not at all. Um, and that's, you know, you getting past the, I'm not a murderer or a creep. Face. Right. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Cause that's for sure a thing. And that is for sure a thing that I'd be like, always looking out for like, are you going to kill me if I say no? Which really does suck. But you know, again, stereotypes of, um, men weren't trash. We wouldn't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me happy that like, you know, our group of friends, you know, we're very, like y'all are really upstanding men. It makes me really happy to know you guys and to see the ways in which you respect women and like interact with women. Um, but also with each other. Cause I feel like that just like teaches and like it role models for one another. Um, and I think anytime like guys can have that type of friend group where like, you know, I think to put it like plainly, like if you were to ever cheat on one of your girlfriends, like you'd get shit from all of us. And that's, that's like a thing like Mm -hmm. we love you and you fucked up and this is not okay you know i'm really hesitant to hang around with people who like cheat on their partners but you want me to keep quiet about it you know um i don't lie for people like if you're gonna lie to your partner lie to them but keep me out of it because i'm not gonna lie for nobody um and don't have them ask me the truth because i'll snitch (laughs) i'm not part of this whatsoever the only time i'll ever keep a lie for somebody is if it's in their favor like you're planning to like propose you have a trip planned you have a surprise birthday party or you just have like a i want to just show you my appreciation like yes and come help me with this like those are the only lies i'll keep and they're not even lies they're secrets and it's for someone's benefit um but all that other nonsense and bullshit, count me out. No thanks. Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, with the, with gender roles, uh, just just don't be afraid uh, to just connect with your partner beyond what you think you should be doing as as a partner because that's really what takes a relationship to the next level is doing things for your partner uh unselfishly unabashedly out of the blue spontaneous Mm -hmm. making sure they're okay making sure you're okay um you know keeping things fresh fun for all parties involved do things for them that you wouldn't normally do for yourself go out of your way to do things for them um you know speak to their love languages talk to them be with them comfort them whatever they need be their rock be their foundation that kind of thing yeah and you know it also comes from like you loving yourself if you don't want to do these things for yourself maybe you should second think that you know like take a moment to just step back and be like wait how do i take myself out on dates how do i love myself because a lot of the times We teach people how to love us. And if you're not sure of how to love yourself or ways you like to show yourself love, your partner is going to have a hard time trying to also do that. Um, And I think there's no better way of teaching people how to love us than just being able to practice that self-care and, you know, what people consider selfish. Like, be selfish from time to time. 
give yourself that love give yourself a spoiled day pampering day whatever it is for you to just feel like rejuvenated replenished recharged um and then finding ways to kind of just give that back to your partner too yeah there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking care of yourself first and foremost whether that's Mm -hmm. whether you're being in a single or being in a relationship uh you and your health comes first and foremost before anybody Mm -hmm. Uh, you know love yourself so you can love others that sort of thing Mm-hmm. But with that being said, Yesenia, we've come up uh, on another fantastic episode of a good old soft boiled. Dang, already? Threw a little, threw a little pepper in there, threw a little spice in there. <laughs> uh, why do I feel like this hour went by really quickly? Anybody else feel like that? Uh, we're we're actually just a little bit shy of an hour. Oh, dang. Okay, look at us. Go us. Yeah. Um, I felt like, regardless, the conversation felt very productive. Yeah. Um, For all of our lovely listeners out there, we thank you for sticking around for another lovely episode. Um, Hopefully, you were able to relate to this one, get a little noggin activity going, and just thinking about the ways you engage in your relationships. Um, If you're driving, if you're working out, if you're at work... We hope you have a safe travels, a wonderful day, um, a good meal. If you were drinking with us, cheers. Um, But yeah, we will see you in the next one. You can always catch up with us on our Instagram pages. uh, (laughs) At underscore soft boiled. Or or our other uh, podcast Instagram page, ramen.raiders. Again, that's ramen.raiders. Um, you can catch Dean and I. I'm at yes and yes y u h s. Um, Dean, what is your Instagram name? Is it so Yellow Boots One? Yeah, my uh, Instagram name is Yellow underscore Boots and the number one Yellow underscore Boots One on Instagram. That's my wrestling slash personal Instagram. You can go follow me there on my wrestling and live streaming adventures. Yes, and also in both Ramen Raiders and Soft Boiled Podcast bio, when you click the link to listen to your newest episode of the lovely Soft Boiled Podcast, you can also find DeAndre's Twitch link. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Wolf. Yes, ma'am. Hell yeah, see, I'm learning uh, where you can uh, watch Dean stream video games and get murdered sometimes in these video games because he sucks no i'm just kidding <laughs> new ratchet and clank coming out uh on pc july 28th we'll be streaming that or july 28th, 26 excuse me uh that's coming out in a few days uh gonna be streaming that uh for the time being uh and then probably more returnal after that pretty much streaming uh, a whole bunch of stuff because we got now we're finally in the summer of games are coming out till the end of the year so we're gonna be having some fun over there on twitch come on stop by say hi Oh yeah. And with all the lovely plugs, uh, you have now been soft boiled. Thank you so much, y'all, and have a great day.